0: What's up, everybody? I want to welcome you to Straight Talk with Hope podcast. I'm giving it to you straight out of God's word through practical and biblical conversations based on God's word, because it is the truth of God's word that sets you free and brings grace to every hear. This is Hope Lamberson, and you are listening to the Straight Talk with Hope podcast. What's up, everybody? And I want to welcome you to the Straight Talk with Hope podcast. You guys, I am so excited that spring is here. The birds are chirping. The sun is actually out after several straight rainy days here uh, locally where I'm at. And, you know, flowers are blooming. I'm on my second cup of coffee and just had some things on my heart that I wanted to share with you all today. Um, It's not like planned or super polished or anything like that, but I've just been meditating on several different scriptures, devos, and podcasts for the last week and a half, and you know, I'm getting something new almost every single day, and so I can't wait to share just a few passages of scripture Um, as well as some quotes that I've kind of gleaned from from these scriptures as I've dove deep uh, into the things that the Lord is speaking to my heart. And so I can't wait to share those with you. Um, If you're new to Straight Talk with Hope, I want to say welcome. However you found this through social media or a friend or family member or you just stumbled across it. Either way, thank you for listening and subscribing and leaving us a review on Apple iTunes. And, you know, here on Straight Talk, that's exactly what this podcast is about. It's about giving it to you straight out of God's Word through practical and biblical conversations. That is going to bring grace to every hearer that hears it. So wherever you are, whatever you're facing or going through, know that God is for you. He loves you. He believes in you and his best days are out in front of you. So let's dive into this. You know, as I mentioned, we've had some thoughts that I have been um, really diving deep into, as I mentioned, and just really seeking the Lord about some things Um, for my life. How many of you know it's good to read our Bibles? Like it definitely helps with life. And it's really good for us to have some worship time, some one-on-one quiet time uh, with the Lord. And so one of the things that has really been on my heart is actually found in John 6, 12 through 13. And uh, it says this, it says, when they had all had enough to eat, he said to the disciples, he being Jesus... Gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled the 12 baskets with the pieces of five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. You know, when I was reading this scripture, and probably many of you who are church folks or you've heard of Jesus know of Jesus have gone to church at some point, you've probably heard several different Bible characters and stories. And this is one of those that I've heard preached on several times growing up in full-time ministry. And when I hear this scripture and I've been studying it lately, the Lord just actually began to deal with my heart about, let nothing be wasted and leftovers. (laughs) You know, my family, I'm a mom of three boys and I hate cooking. Like I just do. I'm not a good cook. I don't enjoy it. It doesn't bring joy to my life or even joy to those who eat my food because it's just not my thing. But what I want to say is this, is that Leftovers, A lot of times we think, you know, it's going to waste or maybe we prepare a meal and we're upset because people don't enjoy it or don't like it or we made too much. We didn't properly measure ingredients or whatever it may be. And so we have this mentality and this mindset that it's left over and it's wasted if people don't eat it or eat it all. And the Lord has just really been talking to me about this. And I think it's interesting that Jesus told the disciples, like after he saw the leftovers, he said to gather the pieces that were left over because the leftovers were actually not wasted. He actually was saying here that if you give me what is left of your life, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, whether you've gone through the good times, the hard times, the unfortunate times, whatever it may be to put the perspective of that nothing is wasted. And when we gather what is left over, God can multiply it. He can increase it. He can bring addition to it because we serve a God that is not a God of decrease. We serve a God that is full of expectation and goodness and multiplication. And so I love this because what he's saying here is that when we gather the leftover things in our life through different seasons that God wants to put his hands on it. He wants to bless it. He wants to do what only he can do through that and choose to see that it is multiplied. But one thing that stands out to me in this scripture is actually where he's talking about not just gathering uh, the pieces that are left over. but. Also, it reminds me of a verse of scripture that says Psalms 132, 15. It says, I will bless her with abundant provisions. Her poor will I satisfy with food. And a lot of times God is saying when we're coming to him with a desire or even in prayer or with our leftovers, and maybe you're in a place right now where you feel like you're wasting time. Maybe you feel like in a place where you've wasted your life away or you've wasted, um, you know, situations in your life that you feel like you could have done better or, or it's just a waste. You know, sometimes we say that or we have that mindset and God says that he is able to not just bless and multiply everything that we need, but there's so much more. But when we come to God, he says, I want to do something in your life that brings abundance. That brings joy, that brings peace. Like, I want to bless you abundantly, is what Psalms 132 says. But God says to come with a joyful expectation. That means, like, when we're coming to God and we're giving God our leftovers, or we're coming to God and we're giving, you could even say, the broken pieces of your life. That God is actually saying to bring those things to me and come to me with a joyful expectation that you know that when you show up to meet with God, whatever desire or um, request that you have or whatever you're believing for, that you're expecting God to bless it. You're expecting God to multiply it. You're expecting God to put his hands on it And there's a joy about it. There's not a question when you're going to God and saying, I wonder if God could really use what's left over of my life. Or I wonder if God could really use the time that I've wasted, maybe at this job or in this relationship or whatever it may be. And God is saying, Absolutely, I can use the leftovers in your life, I can use the even broken places and broken pieces in your life when you come to me with a mindset and an attitude of a joyful expectation that he is ready to gather those pieces that like we said, that are left over so that nothing in our life and even no season in our life is wasted. And when we come to God, we're excited. We believe that God is going to do what only He can do. That what seems impossible in our lives is basically like, nothing is impossible for God. Like we're taking every um, no of the impossibility, realizing that when we come to God in prayer with this anticipation in a joyful expectation that what He has said over us and what He has promised us, that it is going to happen. It is going to take place in our lives. And so when you go to God with that kind of mindset and heart, having this open mind that God wants to bless it and increase it and multiply it, that there is this joyfulness in your heart in regards of what God is going to do with that excitement of anticipation. So that's just one of the things that I have been meditating on and really, you know, just putting my mind around things that I'm believing God for and looking back in my life with things that maybe I have felt like I've wasted things away and realizing that God is like, no, nothing is wasted. I want you to gather all these different things within each season of your life and bring it to me. And then some other things that I have been thinking about and really just, like I said, dwelling on and meditating on. Is um, a lot of these are in my quotes, even that I've posted on my social media. Is you know, I mentioned this don't accept the no of impossibilities and then quit believing these lies of the enemy. As if they are true. (laughs) Um, Actually, this is found even in uh, a book that Craig Rochelle talked about winning the war in your mind, which is huge because whatever we're thinking on, our lives move in that direction that we think on. And um, he talks about this like the enemy is the father of lies. He'll do whatever he can to not only feel like we're wasting our life away or our time away, but, you know, he'll light us and tell us we're not valuable, we're not good enough or whatever it may be. And so for those of you that are dealing with these thoughts about who you are, or what you've done or whatever that may be, Quit believing the lies of the enemy and start believing what God says about you, the truth of His word, because He says you're valuable. He says you're worthy. He says you're chosen. He says all these amazing things about you and over you every single day. And so I want to tell you that because like, like I said, your minds and your thoughts are huge when it comes to your life. And then lastly, the other thing I want to kind of hit on here is this is something, again, in another devotional that I was having with the Lord. And I actually had the opportunity to go and speak um, this week to a business and a company and their staff just for about 20 or 30 minutes. And I was like, Lord, what do I say? What do I talk about, you know, in this business and in this place? And um, I began to find myself reading in... Luke chapter four and five. And I don't know about y'all, but I feel like I've been um, targeting and having these conversations where I'm reading things where Jesus and his disciples. So it's like Jesus and his 12, like, you know, gurus who he's doing life with and seeing these things happen. And so that's kind of where the Lord has me right now. And anyway, in doing this and reading this in Luke 4 and 5, Jesus is kind of like starting to gather. Here's that word again, gather, but gather his disciples to come and follow him and do what he does and teach them how to do it. And so anyway, he has to spend a lot of time with these people with these disciples. And I've always loved the disciples, learning about them and their characteristics, their flaws, all these things. And I feel like, I can always relate to Peter. Now, sometimes that's good. Sometimes it's not because Peter got in trouble a lot for just speaking whatever the heck he wanted to say and, you know, not taking in consideration to kind of slow down before he speaks. So I'm like that sometimes where I'm trying to learn, you know, how to just be more uh, mindful and careful about what I'm going to say rather than just responding, you know, like the quick of a hand. And so uh, Peter is actually uh, living in his house and his mother-in-law is very ill here in Luke chapter four. And Jesus is actually staying and like living with Peter and his family in this time as he's kind of getting to know Peter. But Peter's heard about Jesus. He's heard about the works that he's doing you know, this kind of thing. So he's kind of intrigued with it. But as Jesus is staying with Peter, like he's becoming a little more familiar with Peter every single day, right? Like, and that's what happens when we live with people in our houses, whether it's our spouse or our kids or other people that may be staying with us for a season or whatever that looks like, we become more familiar with these people. We see the good, the bad and the ugly. We see things maybe we didn't want to see in here. We learn of things and all these things and Jesus is seeing these things within Peter and one of the things that Peter like his profession his mission he has this assignment on his life that he is to do and carry out and it's basically like in the natural he thinks my assignment is to be a fisherman like I'm the jack of all trades I'm totally rocking this fisher thing. Like, this is what God wants me to do and say. And he's like, you know, like, I totally know how to go out there and cast my nets, gather the fish, teach men how to do it with me and, you know, bring in these fish to produce wealth, but also, you know, to consume, to eat. And so he's learned this trade and he's really good at his trade. And a lot of times in our lives, when we're in a job or profession or whatever it may be, we have this mindset where sometimes we can get a little cocky and we can get a little high horse, if you will. Prideful is another way to say it, where we're telling ourselves, like, no one can do this better than me. I've done this for X amount of years. Like, there's no room really for improvement or growth. It's always worked. So I would I change it. All these things. And here, Peter is feeling this way. He's like, I know that. I'm supposed to go over here and fish. I've always fished here. I've always done it this way before. And so he's telling Jesus while Jesus is staying with him, like, Jesus, I know my mission is to do this. Like, I'm really good at this skill set. But Jesus wants to show Peter a whole new insight of fisher fish being a fisherman and fishing. And he tells Peter, he says, hey, give me your boat. I want to go out here and preach to the people because as I'm staying with you, I'm healing. He, in fact healed his mother in law um while he's staying with him and so like the community begins to grow because if they hear of this miracle that jesus has done while he's living with peter and so jesus asked for peter's boat and he goes out and he's preaching in the lake he begins to do signs wonders and miracles and as people are gathering and listening to Jesus like he tells Peter after it's kind of done he brings B- Peter back to what Peter thought his mission was, was to fish and catch fish um, in the natural. And so he tells them, like, I know you're good at your skill. I know you're good at your trade. And Peter's like, yeah, I'm not going to go out there and fish because I just did this last night. We were out there all night, did everything we know to do. And we literally caught nothing like there's nothing. And this is so funny that we're talking about this because we literally just talked about in John 6 about nothing being wasted. And in this assignment, in in this mission, um, Peter is trying to not really argue, but I guess prove his point to Jesus, which is hilarious. But I think in all of our lives, we've been in these situations where we've done this with Jesus, where we're like, Jesus, yeah, but I like to do it this way. And this is what I'm going through. And I think this may even be better. And the whole time Jesus is like, okay, what are you talking about? Like I created you, I made you, I knew this was going to happen and all these different things. And so Peter tells Jesus, like, dude, I fished there last night and caught nothing. And Jesus is like, I know you caught nothing. I know that you think you know what you're doing, but go back out there and do it again. Try again. Be willing to try again with this assignment and this mission. And the thing that the Lord showed me and spoke to me was just as Jesus was staying with Peter and he did a miracle in Jesus's own home, he began to do a miracle within the community, but also a miracle with inside of Peter. It wasn't just about him proving Peter wrong and showing him, hey, go and cast your net out there again, regardless of what it looked like, but be willing to try and do what God is asking you to do and watch him do a miracle. And so he was doing a miracle like within Peter as well, because he's about to show Peter like, I'm a really about to show you what your mission is in life, what your call is, what your assignment is, and for you to carry this thing out. It's not just about being a fisherman on day in, day out, but it's actually to be a fisherman of men to do what I do and fulfill what I'm asking you to fill with your time here on the earth. And so he tells Peter, cast your net out. And when he does this, You know, Peter, I'm sure had a lot of thoughts racing through his head. Like, I just did that. Why should I do it again? Call nothing. And the list goes on and on. But the thing that he did was that I noticed is that Peter was not just obeying Christ by putting out his net again. What he was doing was he was showing God that. Even though I think I'm a really good fisherman and I know what I'm doing, I will not only obey what you're asking me to do to go back to the same place, the same location, do the same technique, but I am willing to do it. And a lot of times we want to obey God, we want to do what he's asking us to do, but we're not willing. And God is saying like, I'm trying to get you to accomplish the mission that I have for your life, but I need you to be willing and obedient. I may even need you to go back to a place or a destination or whatever it may be so that I can begin to do a work inside of you. And once you begin, to allow me to do a work inside of you, then I can take what I'm doing inwardly and begin to expand that miracle outwardly. And a lot of times We have to recognize this. We have to be willing and obedient to say, God, whatever it is that you want me to do and accomplish, whatever the mission and assignment is for my life, regardless of what I think it should be or where I think I should be and all these different things like, God, I'm willing to humble myself, right? I'm willing to humble myself from what I think I know or how it should go or what I should say and allow you to work. And Peter had to practice this. He not only had to be willing and obedient, but he actually had to humble himself as a fisherman in the natural and go back to what God was asking him to do. Follow some basic steps that Peter already knew to do and humble himself to allow God to perform a miracle. And Peter does this. He goes back. He does exactly what God tells him to do. And Jesus does a miracle, right? Jesus begins to show him that there are so many fish out in the sea that he causes his boat to actually sink and his nets are filled. His nets produce addition. His nets produce multiplication. And I love that because it shows Peter all these different things that God was willing to do in him and through him. And so as Peter is gaining this revelation of Wow, like in the natural, there's hundreds, probably even thousands of fish that are consuming his boat. He begins to allow Christ to do a work inwardly and perform a miracle inside of him. See, the thing that I also recognize in this was that Peter, like, yes, as good of a fisherman as he was in the naturally, and as much as he thought he knew his trade and where to fish and how to fish and even what lake to fish into. What Peter forgot is that Jesus made the lake. What Peter forgot is Jesus actually made Peter and he made the fish. And so a lot of times we have to put things in perspective that You know, when we're coming to God with different things in our lives, realizing that we don't have it all figured out, that a lot of times our plan and how things are going to go and work out, we like to kind of super spiritualize and talk ourselves into thinking, well, this is God's plan and this is the way and this is the process when the whole entire time God is like, dude, if you will just humble yourself and be willing and obedient to do whatever it is that I'm asking you to do. And go back to this place, whatever it may be, your place may be different. It may be a different uh, group of friends or relationship or, or a different place to be or whatever it may be. But if you are willing to humble yourself and allow the ultimate teacher to teach you on your skills and your trade and all these different things that God will do a miracle in the mission that it's not just a mission that is not wanting to be fulfilled or not completed, but it's actually, there's a miracle. There's a miracle inside every mission and every assignment that God has for not just who we are, where we're going and what we're to do. But as we're allowing God to work this miracle inwardly, it's producing results outwardly. And so I just wanted to share those few things that God has really put on my heart. And I love this because It's kind of painting a picture, if you will, for our perspective on things. I know really it has for me in these last two weeks. Um, I've just, praise the Lord, had so much revelation within my own quiet and worship time and different things that I'm learning and growing in. And God has been speaking to me like heavily on these subjects. And I just wanted to drop on here just something quick, something fresh, Um, Something that you can listen to while you're driving or who knows what you're doing. But either way, just to kind of put those things in mind uh, and start moving in that direction and allow God to gather the pieces of your life and realize that nothing is wasted, that He has amazing things for you and there is a miracle in your mission. Peace out, everybody. Hope you guys have an amazing day, an amazing weekend, because here it's Friday and we're headed into my weekend. Um, but anyway, thanks for tuning in and subscribing to straight talk with hope and we'll see you back here. We've got some upcoming, exciting guests on the podcast for the month of April. And I can't wait for you guys to meet my guests and dive into the direction that we're moving in. So have a great rest of the day guys. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast, Straight Talk with Hope. If you enjoyed today's episode and it spoke to your heart, go on Apple iTunes and leave us a review and a rating. We love to see what you guys are saying about the podcast as well as sharing them on your social media platforms. If you wanna learn more information about who we are, what we're doing and where we're going, check out HopeLamberson.com. You can also access us and follow us on all of our social media platforms on Instagram, Facebook, as well as YouTube. And let me tell you about something new that we have on Facebook. We have a private group open to anybody that is wanting to join the private group called Straight Talk with Hope on this group page for Facebook. It is basically downloading devotionals, messages, topics you guys want to discuss where we have conversations with each other who are in the group. I look forward to seeing you on there and I hope you guys have an amazing day. Remember, regardless of what you have lost, that there is still hope for you. We'll see you back here on the Straight Talk with Hope podcast.